What do you want to talk about cold open? We don't have to really do it. We could maybe just take some things from, you know. Just take take a sample from. I'm sure we'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good enough drop. At cool. some point. So cool. um, Wade and I came on earlier and did like a test run. So I got mm -hmm. him all set up on Zoom. We don't, we don't really have background noise issues with you anyway. Uh, yeah. Unless JoJo she's joins out. the She's what do you, oh she's sleeping. sleeping yeah oh my gosh uh we didn't do our little pets but wade's also a pet guy oh nice what do you got so i began uh we have we have chickens i don't know how many we have at this point wow um i have an african bullfrog it's my pride and joy nice we have a cat we have two budgets frogs uh tortoise sulcata tortoise Wow. Uh, they're so cute. I love those. Rested geckos. Um, a lot of these are kind of like my wife's. <laughs> what do you call they're it? Are, they're ours. But, you hmm? call it the menagerie? The menagerie. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of a lot of critters. That's awesome. Our, Arch has a very cute dog, Jojo, who sometimes join the, joins the calls. So mm -hmm. maybe you'll get to meet Jojo today if you're lucky. Wait, yeah. we'll see. Nice. Yep. She's out. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Kink Positive Podcast. I'm That Bad Teacher. And I'm Master Arch. We're a dominant sub from opposite sides of the country that come together every week to share our love of kink and BDSM. And we'll be sharing our perspectives as a professional dom and a professional educator. This podcast will contain adult topics and themes, so consider yourself warned. We hope to lend our perspectives as kink professionals, but we are not therapists or medical professionals. Go follow us on Instagram at Kink Positive Podcast, at Elemental Kink, and at That Bad Teacher. My Twitter is at All for Arch. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash kinkpositivepodcast for ad-free visitio episodes. Are you a bratty top, do you think? Would you say that? I mean, I like pushing people's boundaries. <laughs> I don't see it as bratty per se. <laughs> I just, I like to challenge people's thinking. I like so. how you read the first line. You're like, I'm Master Art. Like, really? So dramatic. That was my energy. So that dramatic. Energy. Okay. Today, we'll be speaking with Wade Madison, one of our favorite leather workers who runs Devilish Devices out of Vermont, where he makes handmade custom gear for the BDSM and kink community. Welcome, Wade. Welcome. Hey. Thank Yay. you very much. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. We're so glad to have you on. Happy to be here. So we talked a little bit beforehand where the guys got to get to know each other. So that was fun. But Wade, could you maybe tell us a little bit about your job, what you do, and how you serve the kink community? Sure. Um, I'm a leather worker, obviously. Um, I make uh, gear. I make uh, mostly collars, but I also make cuffs and slappers, variety of accessories, uh, like leashes and fog ties, et cetera. So um yeah, that's uh, that's what I make, and uh, that's what I provide. So I've mentioned to you a few times already on the podcast, Wade. You've had some shout-outs on here. Um, the first one we did, I had one of your callers on, so I talked about that. Mm -hmm. And then we were on with Chaotic Kink, and they were asking about your first impact toy. And actually, mm -hmm. I said it was from you, Wade, but it wasn't. I realized after I do have a crop. That was my first impact toy. But one of the mm -hmm. first impact toys I got was from you. You sent me, like, this slapper. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, that, so I told the guys, I'm like, oh, that's one of my first impact toys. And they were like, oh, you're showing us up with like handmade gear. <laughs> like Our first impact toys were like painting sticks or whatever the hell. Right. We had to go to the tack shop to get a <laughs> walk six miles in our bare feet <laughs> just to get any type of riding crop. Yeah, I mean, I've been spoiled being mm -hmm. friends with Wade and getting to know him through like working together. So we had just done like a collaboration early on. Um, that's that's how we met. And yeah, just to speak for the kink community and the Instagram community, I've had such good luck um, just meeting friends on there and, and resources. So I always share Wade stuff when I can because it really is that good. Yeah, it's quality. I've never like felt it, but it looks really really quality what kind of leather are you using for most of your gear? oh like i i'd say about 95 percent of leather i use is uh it's like full grain vegetable tanned leather which is uh okay. when you think of like you know old school like leather working and stuff it's that mm -hmm. stuff it's really rugged it patinas beautifully um nice. and it's yeah just incredibly durable cool stuff how does one patina leather <clears throat> just to use it okay. uh, so patina patina is kind of like the um, leather is very porous and so it just kind of sucks in everything okay. and over time just you know touch and rubbing against things it'll start to you know darken in the corners and it'll slowly just darken the leather in general hmm. um but you know every piece has its own develops its own unique patina and it's sure. just it's something that's just uh kind of coveted in the the world of leather things every patina is a little bit different but you know generally just uh i wish i had an example sitting around here but uh you know it starts out this is just plain vegetable tan leather tooling leather to be exact and you know over time as this just gets touched and like i said just kind of rubs against stuff like if you have a wallet like the more you put it in your pocket mm -hmm. it might pick up some indigo from your jeans i understand okay you know this and that and it starts to just kind of develop all this character and it's uh it's a thing of beauty yeah well-worn leather is there's nothing like well-worn leather be it a For jacket sure. or a collar or what i mean i really need a new leather jacket wade and i know you don't make them yeah. but if you no, ever I, I, but <laughs> listen if you ever decide i need a negan jacket i'll let you yeah i'll let you know if i get into uh ASAP. that kind of apparel <laughs> i'll tell they you say something the... about about leather they say uh you know good leather doesn't uh, wear out it wears in mm-hmm mm-hmm so there's a place out of Portland called Langlet's Leathers, and they do mm. about 90% of the world's biker leathers. I mean, it just, and it's a mom and pop operation. They do customs. It is the best leather jackets ever. Like, ever. I want I one. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I, yeah, I, I don't even know. They're probably still there. They're probably still there, but it, it was just a tiny little shop and they did leathers for so long. They did Evil Knievel's leathers. Like it just, oh, wow. Yeah. They, wow. They've been in business for since at least the 40s, 50s in Portland. Really cool. And just a tiny little mom and pop family shop. You know, wait list when I had pants done was eight to 10 weeks. I'm sure it's probably comparable mm -hmm. for jackets these days, but it's all custom. It's all yeah. cut for you how you want it it's the best the best maybe on the dark episode i'll wear that jacket yeah we were saying yeah dude yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do an episode in full 
full biker leathers or something similar with wade stuff everything is made to order custom and you're mm-hmm. like a one-man show i mean you're a two-person right. team but you're doing every you know you're doing everything from start to finish yeah my uh my wife does the bookkeeping but i do all the um you know i make everything and design everything and well and when you're making something that quality like they're the individual pieces stand out like you're not just having someone factory make you know just color cups here you go you know mm-hmm. you're actually taking the time to design them you're taking the time to make the specifications and mm-hmm. some of that stuff is so ornate that you post like mm-hmm. is it just all stamping or how oh, yeah a, a lot of it is it it's just in bot you know like um let me see I like the skulls, like the embossing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well you're going to um, be able to see this, but, you know, this is a leather stamp, uh, yeah. embossing stamp. So if you and guys... so, you know, it's 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 a lot of, you know, I just use like a mall. Right. And you just very carefully, you know, just kind of do one it. by one yeah. kind of thing. So um, it's so... not like a it's not like a row of stamps. You're putting each one in and measuring it and putting it in the exact spot. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, you know, a lot of stuff I I you know, I stamp it in a row, but it's, you know, there's just a level of precision that you develop over time, speed and precision. It sounds stressful. <laughs> it, it can, it can be, especially if you're using a new stamp and there some stamps are a little trickier to, to line up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely not something that you do without paying, you know, close attention to what you're doing. Is it a meditation for you to get into a piece that intricately? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in general, I, uh, in creating things, I'm like fulfilling some sort of purpose, you know, this is like what I do. I do get this very like Zen. I kind of go into a trance sometimes when I'm doing it, you know, and it's just, I feel like I'm, it's like a bodily function in a way. Well, there's Uh, a rhythm to it. It seems that you could get into mm -hmm. and have the piece laid out, stamp it, have the piece laid out, stamp it, you know, and just. Oh yeah. I do catch myself because I'm a musician and a a bassist. So rhythm is like really big. Like sometimes I'll catch myself and like my tooling will be rhythmic, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, or if I'm listening to something, I'll be like, I'll catch myself syncing up with the drums or something. And then what do you do with your old dyes? Can you use those as like brands or asking for a friend? I'm sorry. Wait, I, what's I the question? The, <laughs> the, the Virgo the, and the Virgo moon are like, wait, what? The dyes that you're using to stamp the leather when they lose their edge and need oh. to be replaced. Can you use the old dyes as a brand? Like heat it up with like a dab torch. Oh, I see what you mean. Um yeah, actually, I think you can. I think there are some tools. I've never done this, but they do sell um pieces that will actually you can attach stuff like that and it'll heat up and you you know, kind of, so, better. yeah, Perfect. cool. maybe cool. something to experiment just, with. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get bored one day and just start, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. see what happens. 
if you guys go to Wade's Instagram, Devilish Devices on Instagram and TikTok, you can see all of these videos he does of how he makes these different types of pieces. So he'll do like put cool music behind them and make them sped up. And you could watch the process of, I don't know if it would be called like dot like dyeing the leather, planning it, prepping it, cutting off like all the little edges. Um, Wade's work is so precise and I have have shown him things before to make for me. And I've been like, oh, something like this. And I've showed him other people's, you know, whatever, something I looked up on Google or whatever the case may be. And he'll be like, oh, those edges, like the way, like, I can't wait to, I'm going to make it for you and I'm going to make it perfect. So something great about Wade is that he's a perfectionist in that way. And everything is like just beautifully done, lasts forever. One of our friends left a beautiful five-star review for Wade and wrote about how they, everything holds up like the same day as when he bought it years later. Like it's still beautiful, perfect, works well, all of those things. That's awesome. Well, I I want to ask my question that I have. Why collars and cuffs? How does that speak to you? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think collars were collars are like a centerpiece. So I think that's kind of where my mind immediately went to. So the story is, is I when I got into leather work, I'm I'm a I'm a fucking nerd. I love like Renfair stuff. I like all that. And he likes so LARPing. My, but this, this actually this actually makes a lot of sense. Um, actually, that's a trigger word for me. Nice. Nice. I cringe every time I hear huzzah. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I do. I'm kind of like a, I'm a little closeted in that way, unless you know me and be like, oh, yeah, you're a fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> but no, like, so the original thought was um, I wanted to make stuff like that. Um, you know, bracers and mm-hmm leather armor uh, yeah, all yeah, yeah all that stuff and um i started posting stuff on facebook and a, a guy that i i went to high school with and uh did some music with uh you know several years after but i hadn't heard from him in a long time he like hit me up and he was like kind of a little sheepish about it you know he was like you know hey um have you ever you know, made anything like this. He kind of sent me a, you know, a picture for reference. And I was like, uh, I was like, no, but you know, I'm happy to make it for you. And he's like, Oh, cool. You know, and he just kind of gave me like some specifics that he wanted. And, uh, I was very inexperienced at the time, but, uh, he really liked what I made and he, uh, was really into the community and he just kind of took me under his wing was just like, look, man, if you haven't considered like making this stuff, I think you should. And um, he kind of just taught me a lot of just, you know, basics about, you know, what's what and how things should be, what people look for. And yeah, that, that's kind of how I got started into, into all of this. And I started making more stuff. People started buying it. And for me, it was the response that I got from people that really just kept me making it because it was mm-hmm. so overwhelmingly positive and people are just really warm and like i'd get like i feel kind of like self-conscious saying this but like people like send me emails i got like some handwritten things just like being like you know i really really appreciate this you know thank you for making this stuff jesus (laughs) didn't expect that and i think with brian we talked about the intimacy level and the fact that he's making toys for people's intimate moments like coloring coloring is so intimate Mm-hmm. And you have that connection with someone and you first give them either their day collar or their play collar or their, you know, 
one that they wear out in public. And I think that there's something to be said for creating creating that occasion. And it's like a jeweler, you know, when you get like a wedding band or something, they're putting all the stones in it, they're crafting the gold and doing whatever they need to do. But I think with collars, it's a lot, it's a lot similar because you're kind of going for something that people are really going to stand proudly with and wear with pride. Right, right. And uh, yeah, I, I put a lot of, um, I, I have a friend who kind of initially, he he, he used to make uh, like leather shields and stuff out of, you know, wood and leather. And he, he's the first person that ever showed me any uh, thing about leather work. And he was like very detail oriented. So he taught me about, you know, beveling edges and burnishing and just getting everything as, you know, complete as possible. And right. I took that and I, I didn't really, I didn't realize that a lot of people don't do those things. So I think that's one of the things that sets my stuff apart is that it's very finished. Uh, yeah. You know, yes. I just every, everything's buttoned up and, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of people, I always feel bad, like kind of talking about this because I don't ever want to like put any one down <laughs> about what they make, but th there are a lot of people, I'll just say, it seems like they're more focused on production quantity versus the overall quality. And so I'm, I, I cannot leave things unfinished. It's like, uh, I guess it's like an OCD thing for me. So I've always done it and it's served me well. Mm -hmm. So, Well, that's why I compared it to jewelry because it is very yeah. finished looking and it is mm -hmm. very elegant, so to speak. But knowing that you have that that. like Renfair and SCA and that kind of thing, like that makes sense because a lot mm -hmm. of the leather work that you see in those communities not so much in BDSM, but more those communities, it is crafted. It is, yeah. presentation is everything. The corsets you see are going to be more extravagant. The collars you're going to see, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense now. And to be, you were already a leather worker, you know, like you said, prior to making kink gear, but to be taken under the wing of someone who's in the community and like mm -hmm. explained <laughs> what's important and why it's important is just so so much different as far as the intent of you the seller and then the intent of the buyer as well so like if you're going to buy something that's mainly for fashion or you know you're not going to really use it the way that we're going to be using it in kink like that's a whole other market of people so i think that's why you have such consistent buyers consistent customers people that come back because they know they're getting something that is going to last forever that is comfortable that's like we said custom and all of those things versus just going on like Etsy and looking up like pink collar with heart ring or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. And everything's really comfortable as well too. Like some of the, I mean, again, like kinksters are usually willing to invest in things that are important. And certainly like our cuffs and collars are some of the most important things to us. It's, it's worth the investment, especially just being able to have it put on and have everything be like literally just fitting you exactly it's not something where you're getting something that's in between or whatever it's like just custom just leather <laughs> there is no greater feeling than wearing custom leather it's so comfortable it's ridiculously comfortable that's another thing i gotta uh thank um my buddy about is um you know i after i made him the slapper i made uh i think i made two collars and i screwed up the first one like i didn't know what i was doing with sizing i was just using my best intuition so he i, I kind of like cut my teeth in that department making him stuff i didn't have to you know face any you know 
Um, well, it's great as an artisan that you have someone that's supporting you, even in your, even in like seeing enough potential in you that they're going to invest in you early enough mm -hmm. that like mistake pieces they hold with high regard because they know they're yeah. the first pieces. Like in the glass sure. blowing community, there's a lot of that of like people that hmm. when they just start out, they fuck the hell out of some pieces, but they're investors and people that believe in their vision are like, I'll take that because it shows like where you were at at that time. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's not an error. It's not a mistake. It's just a testimonial to where you were. That's oh, our for first, sure. That's our know. first episode of this podcast. Yeah, totally. 100% <laughs> of, of that. If anybody buys the video on that, then they are definitely, definitely in it for long haul because but no that's that's really interesting what about like like cuffs like in restraint toys and mm -hmm. that type of thing yeah i make them um um what about uh restraint devices appeals to you and what do you make and what what won't you make well i mean i felt like cuffs were kind of a, a natural follow-up to, to collars you know mm -hmm. um started like at the collar and just kind of worked into other areas and you know, made them to match and everything and eventually like flushed out sets and whatnot. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I have like disclaimers on all my stuff. I don't make things for suspension. Okay. Uh, and I don't, uh, th th there are a few things I don't make just because I, I don't feel like, uh, comfortable making them. Uh, okay. there are collars, um, you know, like the ones you pull and it kind of like choke uh, collars yeah um i don't do those um it just makes me nervous <laughs> yeah giving uh, okay. predecessors to a breath play scene yeah like, here you go It'll right right <laughs> uh but um yeah um That's a good thing though. I mean, we respect yeah. that. And the King community, I think cares a lot about that. And you still are, you know, it's not, you're having consistent business regardless of not, you know, making those few things, but. And I don't think yeah, anybody I don't, makes a choke collar on the open market that they're like. I've gotten requests for them. Uh, there's not, there's not a lot of things that I'll turn down, but that's one of them. Um, and it's I, just. I respect that. I think that's smart. Totally agreed. You know, that's something that I don't know, like if I knew somebody personally and I, I, I just kind of knew who they were and it's something they want. I don't know, maybe, but probably not. Well, it's but your it's business. A, you have the right yeah. to say no. Absolutely. You know? Like that's the best part of working for yourself yeah. and knowing, not with arrogance, but like knowing that you provide something that's so quality mm -hmm. that good luck finding it somewhere else, like kind of thing. And that is, is that, yeah. The freeing no, the freeing no of just like, nope, won't do it, not interested. And it just, my bank account ain't harmed. My, you know, like I ain't even mad that I have to say no, you know? I think we all deserve or want ideal clients. And that's something that mm -hmm. gives you that, you know, when you have people knocking down the door, you get to choose what you want to, you know, I mean, I have limits too. Like, I don't really like, I don't promote breath play with any of my new people like at all you know what i no, mean nobody like, there's should just, be doing that i agree yeah. i mean like yeah so i mean that it goes beyond it goes to education it goes to professional people like who are like professional doms it goes to people that are making gear like having those like safety limits like i think people really respect that 
if anything. And if they're interested in getting a choke, like they could find that, so you find that somewhere for sure. But like, I respect the fact that you're not going to personally hand make that for someone out of, you know, sure. for sure. And I'll just say too, like, I'm not suggesting that anybody else who makes that stuff is, you know, crossing some sort of line or whatever. It's just my own personal, you know, that's just what I'm, I'm not comfortable making that right. stuff. So, you know, but well, not, it has, not saying it has, anybody who does is wrong or anything. It hasn't stopped you. And you also make those hog ties that are great. Those or really, how, how do you call them? Is that what you call them? Hog ties? Yeah. The, that's what, that's how you advertise them, right? Those are really cool too. Hog ties are mm -hmm. great. Those, great yeah. Have on the hand. I don't think I have any on hand here. And if you make those matching, that would be beautiful. Yeah. So every, yeah. that's what I want. Oh my God. Wade and I have been talking for like years. About what a like coincidence. This, I want you hog tied. The set that I want. <laughs> Well, Let's we got get it on that. Well, that's well, when that. a plan comes together. Right. Exactly. What a coincidence. You make ball gags too. What a coincidence. He doesn't yeah. actually. Do you not? But, but I, what if I but what if one yesterday? I, but what have no. I been asking? I didn't tell you to make a ball gag. I told you the other kind. What oh no, you're talking about the um you post you posted the, the, the ball bar. gag? I made one for uh um my buddy, remember? Okay, maybe I forgot. I'm gonna go. He stop just your posted page right it now. on his story or on his reels, like within the last week. I don't like how Instagram now does this thing where they don't, you know. I just I, got I post notification. Oh, I, I I made I made one and it was. Oh, I see it. I it, like it. It was a while. It was a while back, but it was uh, um, yeah, it was for a uh, a buddy of mine um who has a uh. Uh, eight. He's a very large individual um, in stature, so nice. it's like, it's like oh, six God. six, and he has like an enormous mouth. So we needed a, you know, I, I really had to dig around for um, you know the right size and everything. But after making it, I was like, yeah, I should probably introduce these to my my catalog. That's generally how my stuff works. I don't. I'm very bad at at planning stuff out. Like I'm going to make this, 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 and actually doing it especially since I make everything to order, I'm, I have very little time in between, you know, the stuff that I'm already making and creating new things. So when people request something specific, if it's something I want to keep making, I'll just, you know, take a picture of that item and list it. And <laughs> yeah, no, it looks really good. I see. I, I just saw it. I did. I liked it. Mm -hmm. The purple yeah. one. And it's yeah. very deep. It's very detailed, like on the sides too. Like that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you Thank know, you. God, also like custom made, like, come on, like sizing with all this stuff, especially like you just mentioned, like people who are bigger or this or that, or like whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, even if it's not a body thing, if it's a posture or a comfort thing, like that, that's like an accessibility, uh, you know, um, perk as well too. Like you're able yeah. to make things so custom as far as and it's consistency, everything. Yeah. Um, that, that's something also that, uh, I'll bring up is I, I get a lot of requests for people will you know, send me messages and they'll ask, oh, you know, I've been trying to find somebody to make a collar. You know, they have like, um, you know, like their neck is, you know, bigger than average. And for some reason, I guess there's uh, not a lot of people that want to make that. I don't really understand, but I do. So if you're watching this, you need a big collar. Nice. Hit me up. Yeah, definitely go to wait. Let's talk a little bit about how people need to be sizing their stuff. So if you guys hmm. go on Wade's website, there are explicit instructions about how to size things. And yeah. when you're a business owner and you're doing custom things and you're communicating with different people, 
sometimes people will measure things the wrong way or measure them the way that they think they should be measured. So like as someone who's just a customer, I might, you know, measure a collar or a leash on how I think that it would perform based on, you know, what I'm going to use it for or where I think things are going to land. But when you're working with these individuals that are creating these things, they know where the buckles are going to go, where this is going to go. And that changes the measurements of everything. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? How should people be measuring their stuff? If they're going to get a collar from you or cuffs, what should they do? Well, Ali, I'm so glad you asked me that question. Um, <laughs> so all, all I ask for is the exact measurement in circumference. Very important circumference. Somebody gave uh, me the you... diameter once and that was an ordeal. Um, but uh, so normally when people measure for something, they know like, oh, I need to add like a little extra or whatever. Please do not do that. Just give me the exact circumference and uh, I can of do the wrist. Of the neck or the wrists or the ankles or whatever it is, and I will take care of the rest because, like you said, you know these are my designs. Everything is is positioned. It, it's all it all comes from my head, so nobody can be expected to know how I, you know, mm -hmm. how I orient things. It's very important that um, you just simply give me the exact measurement. So when I did this with Wade, he had me measure the circumference of my neck with. Um, like a string you could do if you don't have like you a soft measuring tape. So like if mm -hmm. you don't have on hand a soft measuring tape you would use for this type of thing, you could measure with like a string or something and then just hold it up against a ruler or like a stiff measuring tape or whatever. Yeah, probably uh, like shoelace or, or whatever um, is, is a substitute, um, right. like you said. Okay. Um, ideally, nothing that's like too thick um, because this is kind of like hard to explain, um, but, you know, when you put something around your neck that has like any kind of like, you know, thickness, there's a little bit that gets lost when you get around to the back. Yeah. Um, so like dental so that, floss type consistency. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, dental floss or like shoelace or something like that's good, but um, that'll be more accurate. It's not like a sure. huge deal, but. Um, I would say, no, I would say it's a deal. Do that. Definitely do that. Cause I've mm -hmm. measured with thicker things sometimes and it's been, you know, I've had to it's, it. It gets, a, it gets a little off. I mean, my, all my stuff, another thing that people ask a lot or they're concerned like, Oh, well, if I don't get it exact, it's not going to fit. Everything's adjustable, just like a belt, you know? So there's going to be some, some grace in there. That's um, really nice too, because you could, depending on what you're doing with the collar, whether you're just wearing it for the day or whatever the gear mm -hmm. is like you, it's nice to be able to move it between tighter and mm -hmm. not tighter, depending on how much you want to feel it. And I am, I'm very accessible. Um, one of the things that I, I noticed is that uh, a lot of people are surprised that I get back to them so quickly. Um, especially on Etsy, I work with my cell phone, like within arm's reach. Uh, so if people message me, I usually get back to them like within minutes. Also, go to so if you have like questions, if you're like feeling like nervous about sizing, just ask me. I'm more than happy to work with you and make sure that, you know, everything and, is as it and should with be. an order that somebody would put in, like there's room, like they can tell you what they want based on what they've seen on your site or you also mm -hmm. do custom. I do custom stuff and, you know, uh, a lot of people ask if I like they'll see like a collar or something, um, but they don't see like matching cuffs or they don't see matching uh, hog tie or whatever right. uh, leash. I can make it. Okay. Just you know, if you don't if you don't see it listed in my shop, just let me know and you know 
odds are I can make it. I have um, such a good idea. Yeah, what's that? Gucci print. <laughs> That's On funny. Leather. I actually thought I thought about that before. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool if I could. Or Louis Vuitton. Like that would be so killer. That would, would that 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 could lead can to you some do issues, that? Maybe. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think <legally>. you could. <laughs> No, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're such you love your labels, Archie. Man, I'm saying whatever. That no, then good. Gucci needs to hire this guy to make fucking collars, and then we'll really get somewhere. Right? That'd be yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be wild. And the King community could just stick together and be like, no, we're only we're only buying from small other workers between within our community. <laughs> you have to hire this guy or these people. We're not going to let big companies outsource our kink stuff, even though they're already doing that. But that's a whole other. I've seen, I mean, I've seen like, um, I think it was Gucci, um, like little collars. They look like they're more for fashion. They were de they definitely had like a, they're like a, you know, like a day collar kind of thing. Yeah, like definitely more um, stand and model than sadomasochism for sure. But yeah, yeah. Also, go ahead. Sorry. Arch. No, I was just going to say the Gucci collars that I've seen. Um, I don't think they have the GG print on them anywhere. Like it was mm. mostly the honeybee, or maybe there was a lion on it or something. Yeah. But I, I saw think the honeybee is cute. Yeah. The last time I was in Gucci, I think I saw those. But no, I was watching like the GG or like the LV logo, or like that would be. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> be the I try to, I try to avoid uh, anything that might get me in any kind of legal trouble. <laughs> but also we would never do that we would never do that it's a great concept but it would never come to fruition yeah. also those those ones from gucci are not like you said they are for stand and model and not for function so if you're going to get a collar that you're going to be using for bdsm uses get it for get it from somewhere that's making it for that reason you know what i'm saying i i know what you're saying yeah i do know I, what you're saying i I'm picking up what you're putting down. What? There was something else there, Arch? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, I wanted to say, too, so you want people to go to Devilish Devices, not Etsy, really, right? So. Well, I'm happy with either, but I prefer devilishdevices.com. Go, go to that, hey, you know, if you want my stuff, go there. I need to go pee real Go fast. ahead. That's fine. Yay, it's a pee break. <laughs> no, I can't get, I always give him a hard time. Um. So... <laughs> It, that's the pee breaks have become a thing so you mentioned etsy before so can you talk a little bit about the difference between etsy and your regular site and why you have one etsy's really for your international stuff right uh yeah primarily uh there are some some tax laws that are have gone into effect and one in germany unfortunately not a tax law but it has something to do with the the shipping how they and stuff uh, yeah how they process like the um the um, packaging materials and it's uh, it might make sense for um, you know a bigger business, but for me, it's just a uh, it's more paperwork and headache than I'm willing to endure. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but yeah, um, you know, if you're, uh, I mean, Etsy's Etsy's fine. Etsy's great in that they have a marketplace that kind of drives people um, to you, um, and I do uh, pay. Uh, for some advertising there, which is helpful. Uh, gets gets my stuff out there a bit more, makes it more visible. So let's talk a little bit about the different kinds of things you offer. So you do leather work, mm -hmm. but you also offer vegan options for people. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, 
So I have two materials, one of which I haven't actually gotten a chance to work with yet, but I, I do have it on deck. Um, uh, most of my vegan stuff right now is made from biothane, which is a very, let me get some for you. It has like a leather, like, uh, kind of texture to the outside. It doesn't oh, feel that's like my, leather. That's my collar. That's my collar. That's what I have. It is. That's exactly right. Um, so it, it has kind of like a almost rubbery without being stretchy, uh, kind of feel, um, it has a smell that I like, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cut vegan. that part, cut, cut that part out. That might be a little uh, weird. It's the skin um, of vegans though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Made for yes. vegans by Made vegans. For me. <laughs> right. Soylent green BDSM. You're going to be canceled. Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, so I use uh, primarily biothane, um, ridiculously strong stuff, uh, fade resistant, um, very, very durable, waterproof, hmm. great material. Um, it's you, you can't do much with it. It comes in like these, you know, strips um, and you can't really, you can cut it down lengthwise, but you can't cut it thinner if that makes sense. Like you couldn't divide this into two strips. It has a, a webbing on the inside. It's kind of like one piece that's kind of, kind of folded over. So yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. So I can make leashes. Um, I was actually talking to a customer recently who was asking about vegan options and she was asking, Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And, uh, you know, I had to, it's frustrating for me just on my end because I, I want to be able to tell people like, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. But there's just not a whole lot you can do with it other than make stuff like leashes and simple collars. So I, you know, with a lot of like the vegan options, it's, um, I don't know if it's fair to like really compare it to leather. I think, I think that's kind of a, um, I think people might get a little confused by that when you hear like vegan leather back, Oh, this is going to be like leather, but vegan. And in my experience, I haven't really found anything that, that to me, um, at least, that would be suitable for what I make uh, that really approaches leather like that. Um, it's kind of its own thing, which is perfectly fine. Great material. Um, but um, it's, it's definitely kind of its own thing. It um, does, it does feel a little different, but it's just as comfortable mm -hmm. for me. Cause I have both. Oh yeah. It's very comfortable. And, oh, I really got it for the color more than anything mm -hmm. that it was vegan. Cause it comes in so many bright, fun colors. So I have the hot pink mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, that's like that neon collection's awesome too. Does it age the same way leather does? And not at all. Leather? Not at all. No, it's it's very it's very synthetic. So, um, but like I said, it is. Um, it doesn't doesn't really crack. It doesn't fade. It's a very very durable. It's a it's a great stuff. If you if you want just like a, a simple collar, like a little O ring collar or something like mm -hmm. that. It's great. It'll it's last, cool, but it'll last forever. <laughs> it's cool too because, like we were saying, you could customize everything. So Wade's done collars that are like with the vegan leather. That's like this bright, cool, different neon colors. Like half is one color and half of a collar is another color. So he'll have like blue and black or pink and green, like different color variations, which are cool. Nice. And then you, so you get mm. to pick, you get to pick the type of, if you're going to use leather or vegan, you get to pick out of the colors you want. You get to pick colors. Do you do colors for the stitching too? Oh yeah. I have different color stitch. Um, this, the vegan stuff doesn't stitch. Um, right. But, but as far as leather goes, I mean, if there were there stitching. Yeah. Th there, there are things I can 
options that I can I can do but aren't like listed in my shop. So you know, if you see like a collar and you're like, oh, I wonder if you know, I like this, but I wish the stitching was a different color. I can probably do that. I've, I'm looking at a rainbow of thread colors right now. So, <laughs> And then down to the hardware too, right? They can pick the mm. color of the hardware. So it's just so cool that it's that's custom. A, yeah. Yeah. That's a little more limiting, um, but yeah. I yeah. Can, you have a couple options though. I, I do. And I keep, uh, I'm glad you brought up hardware because, uh, you know, uh, nickel allergies are a real thing. And um, I, I definitely keep a stock of hardware that I can use in place of nickel. Nickel is kind of my default because um, it's corrosion resistant. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a good, it's like kind of like the standard for this sort of stuff. Um, but I do keep some stainless steel um, options, brass, uh, some black, like enamel coated stuff. But I'll, uh, there are certain things that don't exist uh, outside of nickel. Um, so sometimes I have to like kind of work around like locking buckles are very limited in their selection. So, you know, there are times, unfortunately, where somebody might not be able to have a locking buckle in anything but nickel. We didn't so. talk about the locks that you have too, the different lock options you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, locking collars. Um, most things I can put a lock on. Again, like, you know, the locking buckles are limited. So depending on how wide the collar is, like my half inch chokers, to my knowledge, locking buckles don't exist in half inch. So, you know, yeah. But you, you started out with Madison Leatherworks. Now you're really into devilish devices, just taking off and you're mm -hmm. starting a new project now coming up with fall time. Do you want to talk a little bit about your new project? Sure. Um, you know, um, like most, <laughs> like most of this stuff, uh, it's funny because I'm not this way in, in most other areas of my life, but when it comes to this kind of work, I'm very kind of fly by the seat of my pants. So I had this, this general concept for something that isn't totally fleshed out yet, but I'm, I'm building it up and it's kind of taking shape. It's called a uh, midnight mare apparel. And, uh, it's just, a uh, you know, a way to exercise my inner goth kid. So, you know, spike bracers and, um, a variety of other, um, uh, more fashion than function. They're very durable, but they're not specifically meant for any particular thing, if that makes sense. Nice. What's your so, inspiration? Um, I just, I love like dark, spooky, you know, stuff. I'm a metalhead. Um, nice. It's just kind of a way to make more of that stuff. So it's, it's kind of hard to talk about right now because it is in such the early stages and I'm just kind of, you know, like I said, flying by the seat of my pants, but uh, I'll show you, I've made these things, which are like these little, like I'm calling them Demi bracers, Nice. you know, they're nice. like, but I'll throw one on real quick. Do you have a, do you have a satanic themed leather set? Uh, I... I don't have anything made, but I, I do have, um, I bought a pentagram stamp. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm, I have figured a way to, uh, stamp leather. Um, that's not embossing that mm -hmm. is permanent and doesn't, you know, dye doesn't interfere with it at all. So, uh, some of that stuff's in the works. Nice. It's one of those. That's awesome. Phrases. It's slightly big on me, but that uh, looks badass. That looks really cool. Yeah. Cool. Reverse it around. It's 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's fun for me. I need to do different things after a while, like anything else, you start doing something over and over and over again, and it starts to feel a little redundant. So I need to introduce new things to keep myself uh, sane and inspired. Nice. So, and then Madison cool. Leatherworks is uh, something that exists right now. I was kind of doing more normal leather things like wallets and belts and stuff like that. But that's a very hard thing to get into. Um, the market's very saturated, so it's hard, it's hard to stand out. Um, and I'm, I'm less interested in that stuff. So I'm really excited for Midnight Mare Apparel. I can't wait I because that, you're going to have this whole separate arena now for people who are looking for more of the fashion things, or maybe they're not ready to commit to, you know, more hard gear or, you know, mm-hmm. collars and things like that, but they'll be able to get like a taste of custom made, custom made anything is good, clothes, shoes, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of times people yeah. don't have access to that. God and- forbid you cut Hot Topic out of the mix. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? You're totally providing something that like, the punk that has a little bit of money or the, you know, like to get an accessory that they can wear to a festival and nobody's seen it before in the right. You have those cool crowns too. Like, so you have so many different options. Like if you guys go on devilishdevices.com, you'll see these cool crowns that he has. You make, you have like masks and things, eye patches. Like you could do a lot of cool things with accessories in your field for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, we were talking earlier, I don't think it was recording, but Arch and I are the same age. Uh, We both went to high school in like the early 90s and whatnot. And I was, you know, I was was a metalhead. We used to, it was like pre-Hot Topic or like Hot Topic, like Mm -hmm. just kind of came about. And, you know, before that, we we would just kind of like make our own stuff. We customize our own things. Right. And it was DIY it, for sure. It was very much like everybody, like I had my, you know, my friends, we all had like, you know, biker jackets and like, we, mm-hmm. you know, would just like, just, you know, put spikes on and patches, et cetera. At one point. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I was going to ask. Uh, I know. I know you're going there. So I'm just going to say it. I had a, I cut out lettering and sheet metal and riveted it to the back of my jacket and it just said oh. eat human flesh fuck yes that got that me in some trouble awesome <laughs> awesome i would wear that with pride but we we used to do cool shit like that and i, I know i know that's not like a dead thing i'm not trying to be like a, a boomer right now but um th- mm-hmm. that's kind of like what midnight mayor apparel reminds me of is just just making this stuff that you would normally kind of buy you know uh manufactured well, and I think, you know. too, like you said, with jackets, like growing up when we did, you could see people's creativity of how much time they put into their jackets. Like, yeah, it was such an interesting evolution to see just the classic biker leather turn into accessory, like the canvas for accessories, for painting, for whatever. And just the different punk shows I remember going to and just seeing people's jackets were so intricate yeah it was like a thumbprint you know everybody had like their own it was a piece of your identity and it was i don't you know i don't gripe on hot topic that much you know but it definitely did kind of take away from that so you know sometimes you see like um you know kids kind of emulating Uh kind of what we what we had and like i get it i'm not like i'm not trying to you know talk shit or anything but But yeah, yeah, I, (laughs) sometimes I kind of have that, that instinct, Uh but 
it was definitely a thing. And um, I guess all I'm trying to say is that uh, Midnight Apparel is kind of me trying to relive that a little right. bit. The younger generations want and need that too. They are so into how we lived in the 80s and 90s and our fashion mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And this is an opportunity for get, for them to get that through, you know, someone yeah. who, li- who lived it, did it, not just like a big company. Like we, I think we're all trying to sum- support small businesses these days. Mm-hmm. So to get something like so authentic and custom from, you know, someone who did those type of things, I think that's awesome. Yeah such a cool idea to have a place well, within for the, the true spirit of diy too and just you know bringing that to the masses and diy yeah. was great but you know capitalism steps in and we all got to make money somehow you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. And recoup our costs and that it's it's an interesting dynamic for sure mm-hmm. yeah the custom know. aspect is so cool did yours did you said eat flesh i thought it said eat babies or something <laughs> Didn't you have something no, about killing, eating babies or eat human, eat flesh? No, Allie, I didn't. I had, a, <laughs> didn't you say, there's our drop. Didn't you say yeah. something about killing babies? No, right it's an eat, eat human flesh. Eat human um, flesh, I, got it. I, yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly how that panned out. My school was very like, they, they had it out for my specific group. I remember I wore, uh, I had these old dangly dagger earrings um and they're made of pewter you know like they were they were nothing and i remember being confronted by uh i think it was the vice principal and who like ordered me to take them off because she said i could hurt somebody with them i'm like you you're just fucking with me mm-hmm. never got him back you know we'd always have like our stuff confiscated like that so it's i don't know the Fun rebellion times. the rebellion lives so <laughs> can't silence us mm. Any upcoming events that you're going to be going to or that you want to talk about or not really? I don't really know. Are there any coming up that you're going to, Wade, to sell things that people need to know about or no? No, I, I haven't done that yet, but that's something okay. I, I definitely want to work towards. Uh, my my biggest challenge is that I have, you know, Devil's Devices, is it's it's all like made to order stuff. So um, when somebody places an order, they're they're getting in a, in a long line, you know, and eventually I get to their order and so it, it's kind of it's hard to break from that to make other things because I only have you know so much in me. <laughs> what is your weight list wow. at currently? Um, it's about four to six weeks. Wow. Um, you know, um, I, I'm usually able to get stuff out on the earlier end, but I just for my own sanity, I kind of need just a little offer. Extra, for me personally, extra, shit, shit comes up too. You know, sometimes totally. I just gotta bounce. Totally. So I need, I need, I have a life. <laughs> yeah. I don't want something made from someone who's like stressing out over it either. Like I want the yeah. person who's making my important gear to take their time with it. And you just got a, a really beautiful message that you shared. One of your another one, another five star review. Someone hmm. specifically talking about the wait time and how it was so valuable to you know get something that isn't ready in two mm-hmm. days and, and it's how so they were fun knowing that it's being made and like waiting every day and knowing yeah. secondhand like and getting updates and like that's always so fun yeah no i feel that too it's like i, I don't want to wait but i kind of do you know it's mm-hmm. every day is like you know who's it gonna happen my that notification yep so yeah um but it's it, it is important to me that i uh i don't ever want to feel like i'm rushed and i think i do that to myself sometimes i put a lot of you know pressure myself to you know execute x amount you know just to like stay on track but um 
being able to like, you know, breathe and take time to like, make sure that everything is done, you know, carefully and, uh, you know, made really well is. And to advocate for yourself as a small business owner, to give that as part of the allotted time that gives Mm -hmm. yourself one week on each side of it, you know, to take for yourself or take your time with it. So you're not, like you said, rushed or just working. And, you know, I want to add to, you know, just kind of like a general shout out and thank you to anybody that has bought my stuff Um, there. I've been doing this uh, full time for the last five, six years, something like that. And I have had such a small amount of people that have given me any kind of trouble. I have, everyone's just been like overwhelmingly like positive and and, um, appreciative and you know, there's a an Instagram page I call I follow called uh, Small Business Memes, and it's uh, a lot of just people you know posting these like bad experiences with customers, but in a kind of a you know lighthearted way. And every time I see like their posts, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't I don't have that. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I've had I've had some I've had some some run-ins, but it's been very few and far between. So, uh, you know, big thanks to everybody who's been patient with me and understands the kind of stuff that I make and what it takes to produce it, and um, just in general supporting me uh, in staying alive. Okay. Your story is so cool because your life was totally headed in one direction. You weren't planning mm-hmm. this at all. This just came from one suggestion from one friend. Yep. That built you know that gave you the opportunity to build a business for yourself and a life yeah. that you never never planned for never knew that you would have and you're contributing to all of us in such a meaningful way now and you've been totally I, been embraced by this community that you might not have ever you know it's 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 weird i um yeah if if i would if i didn't if, if my buddy didn't hit me up and make this suggestion, I, I don't know that I'd be doing this right now. I, I'd say of the odds that I would have found the traction that I needed uh, would have been pretty slim. It might've been like a part-time gig or whatever, but uh, when it started picking up, I started getting, um, uh, oh, quick backstory. Um, I started doing this, uh, I had a, a really shitty job uh, when I was living in Oregon and uh, it was at a very nice place, but they treated their customers very, very poorly. And uh, we had a family emergency and we need to go to California immediately to address. And I told my my boss about it and he was very um, not sympathetic about it. Um, and I, uh, you know, we were, we were driving down to California and I was just thinking about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I remember turning to my wife and just being like, you know, what do you think about me quitting my job and trying to do something artistically? Because I kind of mused about this for years and I just felt like it was an opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, she's very supportive. And Great. I remember uh, the next day calling them and just, just more or less told them to fuck off. And, uh, <laughs> Well, your boss doing that to you and like another thing, Mm -hmm. another small thing that pushed you in that direction Mm -hmm. of running your own business now. And if you guys go on Wade's Instagram page, go on Devilish Devices on Instagram, he has stories where he'll, um, I really like that about you too. You do a a good job of being personable and like transparent with people. So you'll talk a lot about your lives or your life or things you've been through. So if you guys are interested in getting to know Wade, he does have some stories on there about previous Mm -hmm. jobs, how he got to where he is and things like that. So definitely go check that out. And you're on TikTok now as well. People I'm on TikTok. You. Grandpa, like <laughs> getting with it. We need to get Archie on there next. No. 
Like, Arch, there are so many good TikTok sounds that make me think of you that we could do sh- that. Like, it's good that you're not over here because I would just have you filming TikToks, honestly. <laughs> Before Wade leaves, I want to show him my leather jacket. Hold on. Oh, yeah. See it. That's dope, dude. I yeah. love that, Arch. That was gifted to me by a really good friend when he died. It weighs like, oh, that's really cool, man. That reminds me of Mark. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording. Peace, Mark. I want one, you guys. Who's getting me a leather jacket or who's making me one? Wait. <laughs> okay, Langlitz jackets are like 15. Oh, I got to go. 7% remain. Thank you so much, Wade, for coming and talking with us today. Go check out My Devilish pleasure. at Devilish Devices on Instagram and devilishdevices.com. And you can find us at Kink Positive Podcast. Don't forget to kink positive. And see you next Tuesday, cunts.